to SBO Perspectives. I am Jack Mitchell, here along with the esteemed John Bricado. That's right, John Bricado, JB. So, for those folks who heard our last week's episode, we were at the conference line. It was a great opportunity to capture, you know, what was going on as far as getting together with our peers. And with that, we decided to bring a little bit of an additional here, right, John? Yes, yes. We we have a special guest today, somebody that we had the honor of seeing receive an award, the Philip B. Friedenberg Memorial Award for Outstanding Service, well-deserved by our, our friend and colleague, Bill Furlong, Assistant Superintendent at Fadeville Manlius. So, you know, he's at the end of his career. And like I said, very well-deserved on this award, but we wanted to bring him on so he could talk to us a little bit more about you know mm-hmm. his career, reflecting back on, you know, his accomplishments, things he's seen change, things that he wished hadn't changed, which you'll, you'll get it this in the interview but i was floored by the floppy disk thing with yeah that was funny and, <laughs> let's, and for people to know really people know who he was because um yeah. he was up there he didn't even know the most coveted award bestowed upon him right so we're, we're, we're thankful that he came on and gave us this perspective yes very appreciative of his time so here's our interview with bill furlong Today on the podcast, we have Bill Furlong, Assistant Superintendent for Business Services at the Fayetteville Manlia School District and recipient of the Philip B. Friedenberg Memorial yes. Award for Outstanding Service for ASBO New York. Bill, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Well, thank you, uh, John and Jack. I appreciate being here and uh, still in a bit of shock uh, over the award the last week. Yeah, and we, you know, we were speaking right before we started recording, and uh, they don't give you the heads up that you're getting that re- that award. So, uh, congratulations not only on the award, but being able to Big kind of congrats. think on your feet in front of a crowd. So that was pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, that was nice, very nice. Yeah, well, thank you. I got to tell you, it's such a it's such an award. It's the most coveted award. How do you feel about that? You know, just knowing that before we even get into it, that's why I'm curious. You know, you know, like I mentioned before, it's still uh, a bit surreal. I I know. Yeah many of the people who have received the award in the past mm-hmm. and uh, you know quite frankly I'm, I'm not sure if i belong on that list but but it was oh, quite the honor on. and i'm just very thankful to be recognized in that way good stuff well listen bill for all this is out there we wanted to have you on just for that sense and purpose and as far as you know how many years you put in as an sbo so and i know when you had that speech you, you may not have got a chance to convey a lot of things. So this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on so you can get uh, an opportunity to do so. With that, could you maybe describe, I guess, in your many years as an SBO, uh, maybe perhaps with your first role uh, within the district till, till now, like, well, what has it been like for you? Sure, Jack. And I, I'd like to give you a little bit of context. My dad was a high school business teacher and was my nice. accounting teacher. My mother was a teacher, but then a elementary principal for 23 years. Wow. And I remember my dad saying, you know, you should consider teaching when I was in college. And I said, there is no way I'm ever going to do education. <laughs> what, what did um, you think you were going to do, Bill? Well, I, I do have an accounting degree. And, you know, okay. I started work uh, for a manufacturing company. And uh, 15 years later, I got to a point of being controller for a a fairly large uh, manufacturing facility, about 150 million in sales and part of a Fortune 500 company. Yeah. I just didn't realize it was going to happen early 30s. So it's kind of like, what's next from a career standpoint? And actually, it was my mother who said, did you hear about the new certification called School Business Administrator Certification? 
Hmm. I met with a guy by the name of Dr. Rick Costello, who was the head of the CAS program at SUNY Cortland at the time. And he talked me into taking a class and then that turned into a couple of classes. And eventually I actually resigned from my job. Now my wife was not working, but at the time she was staying home with our three young children. Uh-huh. And I went back to school full-time for one semester and did the internship at the same time. Nice. And then it was find a job. And I was pretty fortunate in that there were a lot of openings at the time. And even more fortunate, I ended up in Casanova, which is a bedroom community next um, about 20 minutes outside of uh, Syracuse. Okay. But a really, you know, a, a small district, but a real gem in terms of academic achievement, a uh, real small town mm-hmm. USA. It was a great place to raise our three children. And I was fortunate enough to get hired as the uh, business administrator. And then a couple of years later, they promoted me to assistant superintendent. Excellent story. Uh, Thanks for sharing that. Wow. And I was there for 18 years. It's amazing. Wow. So like, like the rest of us, you didn't grow up thinking you'd be a school business administrator. No, not at all. <laughs> so, you not know, Bill, as you, as you, we were talking, you know, you were, you telling me you're, you kind of, you know, winding down your career, you're looking to retire in September. So as you reflect back in your time as, as a school business official, you know, what would you say that you're most proud of? And, you know, what are some of your significant accomplishments throughout your, your career? I think professionally, and it, it's pretty broad brush, is is just simply serving students and community. You know, there's there's been 25 budget boats, uh, and I like to say that I'm 25 and 0 in that category. Um, <laughs> undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> undefeated champion. I love it. There's been a lot of, you know, challenges along the way and overcoming them. But, you know, it's really serving students and community in, in both good times and in bad. You know, on a more personal level, I would say it's really looking around and seeing how many business officials and, and other administrators who I had in class, because I used to teach in the CAS program for student Cortland, and looking around and seeing business officials that, you know, I may have played a small part, you know, in their career, and they've been very successful in their own right as business officials in central New York and in, out into the Mohawk Valley. Great, Bill. So, you know, I, I'm curious because you you started off at a different time. Most of us now, you know, we've had to deal with the pandemic and some of us may have been around the GEA originally and other, other events. But what do you think are some of the greatest challenges you may have faced, even whether it be before the turn of the century? You know, like whether it's anything that you may have faced in your career and how did that help you grow? You know, I think probably the, there, there were several challenges. Obviously, when we were looking at some pretty hefty budget cuts during the gap elimination adjustment, you know, the state aid reductions that we saw for a number of years, okay. that was obviously a difficult time. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of what helps you grow, you learn from mistakes. You learn from, you know, things that didn't go right far better than you learned from your successes. So, you know, there were a couple of defeated building projects along the way, and okay. I learned a lot from, you know, the one thing that was probably the biggest area of growth, two things. One sure. was changing jobs. You know, after being at Casanova for 18 years, mm-hmm. I could have been there for the remainder of my career, but, you know, I wanted a new challenge. And North County gave me that opportunity 
And it was a tremendous uh, growth experience. I really enjoyed my time there. I'd probably still be there if it wasn't for the fact that we hadn't sold our house in central New York and Fayetteville Manlius job came open. And, you know, I knew some of the people that, that worked here and I thought that'd uh -huh. be a great opportunity to come back to central New York. But, you know, I think, you know, changing jobs really leads to career growth. I also think that, you know, being part of whether it's New York State ASBO or ASBO New York or, you know, other entities, you know, like I used the example of NICER, you know, I knew nothing about insurance until I really got on the board of NICER. And then you start That's right. peeling the onion back and there's an incredible amount of knowledge that you can gain by being part of those other organizations. So, you know, I think that's an important part of, you know, growth in, in terms of your, your profession and your career. I think that's a great point. And Jack and I always talk about being involved. I mean, as you know, uh, Jack and I are both on the board of directors for ASBO and serve on many other committees. And I think, you know, looking back to when I first started, you don't know as much as you could if you were involved with these different committees. And just as your example was with NICER, I mean, just serving on the board, you see insurance from a completely different lens and maybe had you just stayed in your seat as a school business official not being involved. So I think what you're saying is it transcends to all of our members in ESBO that you really should get involved because not only are you going to understand the content better, but I think it's going to make you a better professional uh, through and through just because you have that wealth of experience. So speaking of wealth of experience, you, you've seen a lot throughout your career, but can you speak to the major changes that kind of stick out to you and you know what you've liked that's changed in the landscape of public ed and maybe some things that you wish hadn't changed? Yeah, I think the one thing that's been most noticeable was just the, the computer technology that is available. You know, my first financial system was a DOS-based program. Oh boy. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what DOS-based means. And even back then, when you submitted your ST3 and your Form A's and Form F's, they actually mailed you a floppy disk. Wow. And you would wow. key in the information and you would press the calc button and it would tell you right then and there what your state aid was. But what was I would I would be willing to go back to a floppy disk if I knew what my state aid was going to be. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. A <laughs> concrete number. What was great about that was you could kind of play with the numbers to see what affected the aid. Right. Not that you would, you know, you still put in the numbers that were correct, but you, you could really, you know, get a feel for what information drove state aid and, and that. As for what I wish hadn't changed, you know, the tax cap probably jumps to mind. I remember when Governor Pataki had proposed a 4% tax cap and people in education went crazy. Well, I, you know, almost kill for a 4% tax cap these days. The other thing that I wish hadn't changed was I think over time and for all the wrong reasons, teaching and public education are not held in the esteem that they were not that long ago. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, there's been some political reasons, you know, and reasons why public education has been a target. You know, I'm in, I'm very happy to see that, you know, now the state is fully funding the foundation aid formula, but I think there's been a lot of damage done in terms of the profession. And I think sure. you see that in the shortage of people wanting to go into teaching and the shortage of people who want to go into uh, administration, including mm -hmm. school business administrators and school business officials. 
That, that begs the question then, you know, I guess with all this, especially in an area now where you have a pandemic and you're on a on the cusp of maybe other things occurring, you know, with another recession in a way, I guess knowing that these things are cyclical, right? And you've been through for quite some time. Any thoughts on how maybe we can improve school business industry as a whole? You know, I think we need to continue to recruit and develop good people. I'll use an example of a, a young man who he actually graduated from high school with my daughter and he went right. off to college, was a 4.0 in accounting, mm-hmm. you know, got his master's in accounting, passed the CPA first try, mm-hmm. had a big four job down in New York City. Mm-hmm. And his mom actually was my payroll person at Casanova. And he came in one day and said, you know, yeah, I have a few minutes. I said, sure. And he goes, what, what do I have to do to do what you do? And here's a guy who's you know, before accounting in New York City. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, you have to, you already have your master's. Uh, you need to go get your SBDL. Yep. And I wrote him a letter of recommendation. He went through the St. Rose program. His name is Brian Bartlett. He's at Norwich City Schools. And awesome. he's doing phenomenal, like two years into his career. You know, he's going to have conversations from time to time. And he tells me about it, some of the things he's doing. I'm like, well, that's that's way ahead of where I would be. But I think, you know, it's really, you know, trying to recruit and, and really develop good people. And I think I was kind of lucky in that I had 15 years of accounting experience. I had budgeting down. I had mm-hmm. all the payroll and all the accounting things down pat. It was really what I needed to learn was, you know, the transportation, buildings and grounds, uh, yep. you know, state aid, those types mm-hmm. of things. And I think, you know, that helped uh, shorten the learning curve. And I think that, you know, it is a tremendous learning curve right now. And, you know, we just need to support people in the profession as much as we can. But I also think we need to recruit people, too, and trying to get them to come over from the uh, private sector and enjoying, you know, public education. Yeah, recruitment is something that we've talked about as well. And it's just increasingly getting more challenging because as we see vacancies come up throughout the state, we're not seeing as many qualified candidates kind of to backfill those vacancies. So you bring up a great point and, you know, even just helping people know that the position exists, let alone what the pathway is to, to become a school business official, you know, that that's half the battle sometimes because oftentimes people don't know that this is a real job, which is a great fulfilling job of, as you've outlined throughout your career. So, you know, looking back in your career and looking to now, like, why retire now? Why are you looking to kind of uh, wrap your this chapter up? And, you know, what are you looking to do in, in the next chapter? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I get a lot of people asking me, well, what's your plan? And I think probably for the first time in my life, I don't have one. Hey, no plan is a good plan. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I would be... I would be definitely open uh, to do some interim work. You know, you, you gain a lot of knowledge and experience and you, you, it's hard to just turn that off. Uh, yeah. I'm finding it hard to just turn it off. I'd be open to uh, teaching once again in an SBDL program or SDBL program. And, but at the same time, if, you know, if I end up, you know, moving south and my youngest daughter just got married a couple weeks ago and she's in Congrats. Yeah. Congratulations. Nice. Thank you. And, you know, if, you know, life takes me down to Florida and, you know, the choice is uh, between going to the pool or going to the beach, 
today. <laughs> I guess we'll tough choices. <laughs> I think it's you know I I really love I still love my job and I love the profession. Sure. You know it's been really bittersweet, but I think you know there comes a time when you know you're ready to step aside and enjoy more time with you know family and you know the time that you have left mm-hmm. this earth because it's it doesn't go on forever. Certainly. So with that, Bill, we've had a great, great time on here this afternoon. I can't tell you how much it's been a pleasure to have you on the knowledge you bestowed upon us. But before you go, what would be the biggest advice? We ask anybody that comes on. The biggest piece of advice you would give to any SBO in our field, whether they're new or a seasoned veteran. I think it's really, I would say in a small catchphrase, take the lead. You know, I think each person has leadership capabilities within it's usually circumstances that bring them out. So, you know, seek out those opportunities, whether that's just within your own district to be a very vocal voice in in being the, you know, the financial leader of your district. I still believe that, you know, while we're here to kind of watch the store in terms of, of protecting the assets of the district, we still need to build the fiscal capacity that school districts need to do what, what our mission is. And, and I think that building that fiscal capacity is so important. But I would say that, you know, I think when you, you look for leadership opportunities, whether it's within your own district or, you know, within the organizations we talked about earlier, you just, you'll, you'll find out so much more about yourself and you'll mm-hmm. learn and grow. And, you know, I think if you read a lot of books on leadership, they talk about knowing yourself first, you know, mm. knowing what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and really come to grips with who you are as a, you know, in this case, school business official, mm. and then going from there. But I think it's really, you know, stepping forth and, you know, taking the lead. Great. Yeah. Well, awesome. Bill, we cannot thank you enough for your time. And, you know, we've bestowed yes. so much great advice and some good stories on, on the podcast. And I, we know our listeners really appreciate that. And again, congratulations on such a wonderful career and especially your reward back from, from the education summit a couple of weeks ago. So again, thank you for your time and, and congratulations on retirement. Thank you, John. Thank you, Jack. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and uh, good luck to both of you. Yeah. Same to you. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Bill. As we said before, we're very excited to have had him on, and he really took us through his his amazing career. And like many of us, didn't know the profession existed, but once he got into it, uh, really flourished. Yeah, he he had a really nice, I would say, background that suited him perfectly for this. And he talked about how he got into it and how others, you know, I think listening to this, you can see that accounting profession can set you up with so much more to learn. But that floppy disk thing, tell me about it. I got to go yeah. find me a floppy disk right That's now. That's something else. <laughs> if <laughs> yeah, I but... somewhere. But it was yeah. definitely a great experience talking to Bill. And Bill, we appreciate his knowledge because it's folks like that will help us, right? Moving forward. Even what he said off offhand about Asbun National, right? I mean, that was some really good stuff. So Yeah. And like he said, you know, in this profession, we, we deal with a lot, but, you know, take the lead and make yourself a better professional. But uh, again, yes, thank, thank you to Bill. But thank you to Bill. Take so, yes, we're, we're signing off today. We appreciate your, you tuning in and we'll, we'll see you next week. See you next week, folks. That's Bill Plus to sign off.